Welcome back, beautiful people. Once again, this is Forever Young. I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payman Daniel Poor. And I just wanted to thank all of our listeners uh, for sending in all of the input, the emails, the questions, because it's really how we form our podcast. But today we have a very special guest. And it's hard enough being a mother. Uh, our guest has uh, shown a way to juggle a career while being an actor, running her own cosmetics line, hosting a podcast, and even launching a new book all under the Give Them Lala name. Uh, today, we welcome Lala Kent. I'm so excited to be here with you we guys. We are so psyched. It's nice to see you guys without knowing you're going to cut into my body. <laughs> yeah, without masks <laughs> on or anything like that. So yes. Today's going to be much different, uh, but I think it's going to be fun. I mean, the idea for us and all our listeners is we kind of want to introduce the concept of how your career began, what you're doing now. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the surgery that you underwent, and uh, I think for a lot of listeners, they want to hear how you dealt with it, and you know, especially being in the spotlight and how you deal with everybody looking at you. So, you know, I think um, I'll just kind of give a brief overview, and then we can kind of go. So, you, obviously, your career rose to fame after Bravo's uh, Vanderpump Rules, um, and you've since expanded your career into so much more. And for us, I think we'll, we'll kind of dive into your experience on becoming a reality TV star. So for, you know, maybe what we start off with is how did this come about? How did, you know, you, you start off as a quote unquote normal person. Give us the, the, the go to. I did start off as a normal person, which I never wanted to be ever in my life. <laughs> I would sit at home watching, you know, Mary Kate and Ashley at a very young age and I instead of watching the movie being like, oh my gosh, this is a great movie. I'd be like, I want to be on TV. This looks fun to me. Mm. So I moved to LA when I was 23, wanting to be an actress. God had other plans for me. I think he was like, you're too crazy to be an actress. Yeah. <laughs> you just need to be yourself. <laughs> so I, one day was, you know, getting buck wild at Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant. She saw me, asked if I needed a job. And with my hostess job came a spot on Vanderpump Rules. And I was living my best life. I was like, I have arrived. That's me on TV. And mm -hmm. I was drinking a lot. And after my second season on the show, my manager at the time called me and said, this is going to come to an end at some point. What is, what is your goal? Because I know you have a lifestyle that you would like to be sustainable and reality TV is not it. And with that, we created Give Them Lala. It started with six lip glosses and then Give Them Lala turned into a brand. It's beauty, skin, baby, my book, a podcast. I just can't Ooh. get enough of it. <laughs> I, love I love it. it. I love um, it. Amen to your manager. Most managers aren't like that. Yeah. I know. I, I had a really, really looked after you and wanted to push you in the right direction because you know Completely. how stars come into LA and they may be one hit wonders and then go downhill real fast. So right. that is something very commendable that he helped you out or she helped you out. She, and, I and love women. I like you guys a lot, but like women are my We love women jam. as well. Yeah, they're my jam. I get it, <laughs> I get it. Um, you know, the, uh, the interesting part, when we get questions in from some of our listeners, you know, they, they wanna know how you deal with being in the spotlight because obviously, listen, if you look at any celebrities, social media or, or, or things like that, um, you know, some of the trolls and, and, and viewers, 
can be outright mean because the idea is they are staring at you. We're looking for any potential flaw because it makes our own lives feel better. Totally. How do you deal with that when you're in the spotlight? I have my days where I'm like, today is a day that we ignore social media. We should not see comments because it's going to send us into a hole. Mm -hmm. For the most part, and I don't know where this came from, but I'm really... I've, I've tried to practice self-love throughout my lifetime. I think my parents helped a lot with that. Love so that. when I see certain things, normally I'm like, Jan from Wisconsin is not loving herself. This has nothing to do with me and I can ignore it. But there are days where it's like, you know, trolling a troll sounds fun. Yeah, <laughs> you know, It has to be Wisconsin, right? I'm, I'm from Wisconsin. Well, are you really? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's always Wisconsin. It's always Wisconsin. Trust me, I get it. I get it. I totally understand. <laughs> I'm from Utah, so it, it's very random. That's hilarious. So that's, I, I just have a very, some call it egotistical. I call it just a self-love that I like to practice because that world will eat you alive. If you don't, if you don't feel like everything about you is good, out there is going mm. to break you down and put you in a hole. That's Definitely. not happening to me. Absolutely. You Definitely. have to have thick skin, right? Yes. You have to take everything with a little bit of a grain of salt and have thick skin. Now you have a child too, so it makes it even a little more sensitive because people are relentless, right? Yes. So, so it's, you know, so for all you listeners out there that are haters, <laughs> calm yourself down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because, right? Because all of us, even big stars like Lala, we all have feelings. And when you do throw that out, it actually affects us. As, as thick as your skin is, right. it still affects you. It, it, there's no way not to. We would we would have comments or from our for our skincare line or whatever, and it would hurt our feelings. Literally, when I say that. So, if you're gonna be mean, just keep it to yourself. Yeah. Keep it to yourself, or like be a normal person and like gossip about it with your friends behind Absolutely. my back. Yeah, listen, that's, that's what, what I'd prefer. When we look at Vanderpump Rules, yeah, you know, obviously that was the the breakout. Um, is that really your character? How would you describe, you know, what percent is it you actually you versus, you know, we've got reality TV that is sometimes partially scripted and turned in, you know, steered into certain directions. Is it really you or is it uh, a version of you? I would say that's very much me. Now, if you ask, you know, people like, for example, my sponsor, she's like, I met someone who's a huge fan of yours and she was talking about how you're a badass and talking about the show. And I was like, that is not the Lala I know. So even though that is, is me, what you're seeing on Vanderpump Rules, it's also a television show. And in real life, if I'm not connecting with you, I'm not going to dinner with you. Absolutely. Right? So if I am going to dinner with you, I'm probably going to have a feeling and I'm probably going to rip your head off and everything you say is going to trigger me. So yes, that is me. But if a camera's not around and we're not filming the show, I'm avoiding you at all costs. Absolutely. Hence, so, what, the 10th season now? Yeah. Exactly. So if, so, so, so if you didn't have a little bit of spice, yes. then nobody would want to watch. No, they wouldn't. And I thought that once I got sober, I would not be interesting because I thought that that's where the um, outspokenness we'll call it, to put it kindly. <laughs> I feel like it got a little better. And I was like, oh, this just lives in my DNA. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I can imagine because now you, you're more focused. You remember what's being said. And this right. is, uh, you know, I can only imagine it expands your experience. How has it been over the course from season one 
to now as far as the growth of the characters? I know we lost some characters mm-hmm. in the, the past season. Um, you know, how has the transition been from start to, to now? Well, I started the show, I believe I was 24 and I'm 32 now. So obviously just naturally I evolved. I'm a mom now. I've been sober for four years. But I feel like now because with my sobriety, I have to put a lot of work into myself. I think the not picking up a drink is like the icing on the cake. There's a lot of praying involved after I have an intense scene. I'm like, oh, please, like, <laughs> forgive me, because it gets intense. I mean, this show does not align with what I learn in my program. Sure. But it's also my livelihood. I have a child to support. Um, so I would say the best part is I, I remember what I'm doing. I, th- you may not believe this watching it, but I do think before I speak. <laughs> and I, I just feel like that version of myself when I first entered the show, I don't really recognize her. I'm grateful for her because I wouldn't be where I am now. And I, I like the person I am. Um, and there's a lot of people that are on the show that haven't evolved at all. Sure. It's like very crazy. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think we've seen a, a couple of those. And, um, you know, when you, when you watch the, the progression for some of the people who are still on the show, I, I think it's evident in a few of, of the different characters. Obviously, not going to name everybody, but it, um, the idea is it's interesting to watch the growth of some individuals versus others. Right. Um, I think maybe what we'll do is kind of flip back and forth. I, I, you know, I have so many different questions for you and I know that some of our listeners are really interested in the recent surgical procedures that you've had. Um, How long ago was it? It was the end of May. Hasn't even been a year yet. No. Wow. No. Yeah, I mean... uh, Not even six months. (laughs) I had to count on my feet. Math is not my strong point. It was a while ago. It feels like a yeah. really long time ago. Oh, it really does. That's and of course, can I tell you guys, I am constantly like wearing tight things and hair pulled back. And today it was raining and I was like an oversized sweatshirt and a hat. So normally I'm showing off your great work, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the you came to us and I know that it was kind of a partial mommy makeover. It wasn't, mm-hmm. wasn't true fully mommy makeover, but what was your decision to do it and... Uh, you know, how long ago was your original surgery, and why why did you choose to redo some some things? And really, why why did you even want to have surgery? You're beautiful. You're a working actress. You really had nothing wrong with you, right? Well, thank what you. What was the impetus to come in and say, "Hey, guys, this is what bothers me. I want to get this done"? Because a lot of the listeners have the same type of oh, they they're pretty happy with themselves, but there might be just something that that bothers them. So. What made you say, hey, I need to go get this done? Well, my, my original boob job, I was 20. And the only reason I got it was because I was modeling for an up-and-coming lingerie line, you guys. Oh, boy. In big SLC, Utah. <laughs> and they had convinced me that my career would be elevated if I just had a little bit more up top. That clearly didn't happen. I'm not modeling for Victoria's Secret by any means. Um, So I just got them because of that. So it had been 10 years and a baby. Um, When my mom told me babies suck the life out of you, out of your (laughs) boobs, they they did. I just, I wasn't feeling like the hottest version of myself. And I think that no matter what the outside world says, whether they say you need to fix something or you look great, you have to do it for you. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but you really do. Absolutely. And... I just felt like it was that time. I was 
I knew that I wanted to get them done, but I was planning on having them done after a second baby. My life kind of changed and I was out there on the market again. And I was like, I want to feel hot. I want to be a hot mom. And my boobs are going to make me feel that way. Because, you know, I like, you wouldn't know by the way I'm dressed now, but I like dressing in a sexy way. Mm. Um, so we got those done. And by the way, they've given me all the confidence. Mission accomplished. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, Just in time day, for season fabulous. 10. Perfect. <laughs> oh, they were out and about. For sure. <laughs> um, and the ear I have been self-conscious about since I was a little kid. And a lot of my insecurities that I had, I have been able to get over just with age. You know, you just kind of find love in things that you can't change. The ear, the left ear, I was like, I'm still at the age of 31 insecure about this. Mm -hmm. So we're going to fix it. And I love her so much. Uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> you know, the interesting part when you first came to me and, and um, it, it was interesting because we have patients of all walks of life. And I think, you know, we it's interesting to us when we evaluate someone because we can have a supermodel walk through the door and say, look, this is something I want to change. And for us, we think, boy, it's really not necessary. But you are right in what you alluded to earlier. It's all for yourself. Whatever totally. gives you the confidence that you need. And I think that the minor changes. So, you know, we underwent an otoplasty. Um, it looks very natural. Mm -hmm. And now you can wear your hair up. And those little wins right there yeah. can add up to a big deal for anyone. And so I think that's uh, the mark of a successful surgery. Yeah, and I find it very important to talk about the things that I have done, whether it's a chemical peel or boob job, like any injection, because I find it to be very dangerous for people looking at you thinking this is all natural. And I want to make sure that I, I hate calling them fans, but my, my people who are watching me, they know I didn't come this way. This is what I've done so that we can all move forward in this life knowing Instagram is not real Definitely. and people tweak. So yeah. I want to talk about it all. I think, I think fans is the right word. But, <laughs> but, but I will say something. For the people that are listening, imagine if you watch Lala, she's as confident as they get, right? You're as confident of a person as I've met and on the show even more. Imagine there are little things that bother her. So it's okay. Plastic surgery is fine. The stigma there for people to say, oh my God, plastic surgery, it's not a big deal. She still looks the same. She just is more confident. And the thing that bothered her is basically gone. But I feel like you guys know the art of like making things enhanced rather than, you know, my boobs walking through the door before I do. For sure. That's without a doubt. Right. And, and we were on the same page and it was great because you wanted them to be subtle. You're not somebody who is, you know, want to be like, oh, wow, here, let's make them so no. big that everyone thinks it's Lala with the big boobs. No, right. That's the last thing you wanted. So we were on the same page and it works out. And that's, that's our motto anyways in our practice. So it works out really nice. Yeah. We hope you're enjoying this episode. If you'd like more information about our practice, you can check out our Instagram. It's plasticsdocs, P-L-A-S-T-I-X-D-O-C-S on Instagram for more information. Dr. Daniel Poor and I will be back after a quick break. Obviously, you're on a plastic surgery show. We talk about these procedures, but 
in, in for relatable, uh, a relatable factor for some of our listeners, has being a mother affected your perception of your body in, uh, or has it maintained, stayed the same? Um, how has being a mother affected overall, you know, your perception of yourself? I love myself even more because my body created a brain. So when I, I feel like, I feel womanly. I think even if you, no matter how your child got here, the second you step into motherhood, there's just something that happens where you just are feeling yourself. So for me personally, knowing that like my body created my daughter, you know, the skin on the tummy is a little bit different when I move a certain way. It's like, oh, that's called creping. <laughs> I'm not used to that. But uh, it's like, it is what it is. My, my body was carrying another life for nine months. So for me, I, it hasn't affected me. Mm -hmm. But my, there are a lot of friends that I have where just the way their bodies sit now and how they are, they're like, I don't like this. Sure. Sure. Listen, we and, see and everyone and every and every body responds differently. 100%. So you're lucky. I've seen you. You don't really have post-pregnancy changes. No. People do, and sometimes it really. I mean, you know, someone we know together that really had a rough post-pregnancy, totally. and now is getting better and better. And everyone's different. It also depends on how you actually treat yourself after your pregnancy right. and how hard you work. And there's a lot of things that come along with that. So you embraced it and, and you look amazing. I think mine's genetic. Yeah. I have a lot of people- I saw your mom, she looks good. That's she right. looks great. She looks I mean, great. she's 62, she's got a banging little bod, hasn't oh. seen a workout in probably 62 years. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, so I feel- So there's definitely a gen genetic component. There, yes. You know, being in the spotlight, and we we talked about it a little earlier with trolls and things like that, but has being in the spotlight affected your self-esteem? No, not at all. I actually feel more confident because even though there are trolls, there's so many people who have shown me so much love and support, and those are the messages that I really fixate on. And... When you have that, because I'm not an actress, like when people are sharing their story with me, it's because they relate it to like my actual life. So that's, that's given me a lot of, um, that's given me a lot of confidence, just the way that I'm moving in life that people can look at me and say, you know, I, I look up to you and not saying that I find my self-worth in other people, but when you can inspire other people and they inspire you, I take that and it builds me up. I love it. I love it. I uh, I was fortunate enough to publish a children's book on self-esteem. Oh my gosh! Thank you. I love it. I'm ordering I, it for Ocean. Amazing. I, I you know going along those lines. I mean because I originally wrote it for my children, and it, the idea of being a plastic surgeon and trying to have them ex agree with self-acceptance is kind of you know, didn't see, see eye to eye. And so I thought that this was a great way to introduce the concept. What are you going to tell Ocean as she grows uh, about self-acceptance and self-esteem and body positivity, even in light of having procedures done? Because uh, again, I think you mentioned how you're very open about it. You're, you know, it made you confident. And so I don't see a negative perception of that, but how do you deliver that message to your child? Oh my gosh, reading books like yours, most likely. I mean, I think about, <laughs> I think about all of the things as she gets older, 
what insecurities may come into play. Because by the way, she has my ears. And if she came to me and said, I want my ears pinned back, I'd be like, you are stunning. Don't you dare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so mm-hmm. weird, right? I know, it's so <laughs> weird how a parent thinks. Yes. But if you're enough, eventually it, you'll be like, let's do it. 100%. Yeah. I think just creating a safe space for her and when she starts, I don't, I've seen parents who sometimes they make comments. I don't want to ever make comments about mm-hmm. other people to my kid about appearance because that's when the insecurities step in. I think where they start looking at themselves going, my mom made a comment about this person. How, how does this look on me? I, I hear it so often as right? well. Right? Yeah. It's very strange. You know, how often do you hear a patient come in and say, my, yeah, my mom used to, you know, tell me about my weight when I was All younger. All the time. And I think, oh my gosh, how, how can you, how, how can Those a mom do that to deep, your child? I know. Those are the ones that, you know, it, they're really hard to fix because your mother telling you over mm-hmm. and over again, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stick. It's, that's not very, it's not a very good way to build someone's self-esteem. No, my goal with Ocean is to not put too much emphasis on appearance, always telling her that she's beautiful. Most importantly, you're nice, you're kind, you're giving, like all of the things that actually matter. And then when she starts going out into the real world and developing her insecurities and coming to me, talking to me about them, we built her up. And if she gets older and wants to fix certain things, we have the conversation and I'll support her whatever she wants to do. I mean, that's what I'm saying now, but my daughter is only a year and a half. It all freaks me out. I know. It I all know, freaks I me know. out. People are like, how are you going to explain this, that, and the other to her? I'm like, and now my anxiety is on 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> You're like, I, I have, have to no make sure idea. I potty train her first. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Let's yeah, yeah, get yeah. her out of diapers first. We'll yeah. worry about that I'm later. I'm right there with you. She just, mine turned just one, not two weeks ago. So, Wait, uh, we're already, we should already be starting that? No, no. Potty training? <laughs> no, no, no. In like a year, I think. When, when do we potty train? Like two? Two? Yeah. You're the one that yeah. has the older yeah. ones. For a girl, I think two. All right. For boys, I, got I think it's a little later. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. But you uh, scared me. Yeah. <laughs> boys, boys learn everything a little later. Yeah, 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 yeah. it makes all the sense. And I'm imagining that for any any of the listeners that are considering getting procedures done, that you would say the same thing. You know, you, you, it it doesn't matter on what procedures you're having done. It matters on your own confidence level and being a kind and generous person. That you know, those two are completely separate things. Is there anything else you would add to a potential patient that wants to undergo an otoplasty or wants to go uh, undergo breast surgery, or, or is afraid of getting breast implants? Because there's a lot of people out there now because there's all this this news about breast implants causing illnesses and things like that. You've had them for years, right? Um, any problems with implants for you? I've never had any problem with my implants. But I also come from this place of, you know, there's a possibility of an illness with anything and everything that we do in normal life, you know? Thank you. I get into a car, there's a possibility I could crash. Yes. So I'm not- Risks and benefits, right? 100%. And I think with you feeling confident about yourself, you go into the world and you are kind, right? Mm-hmm. Right. When you're feeling good, you're nice. I mean, and my one of my dearest friends, she had the bump on her nose and everyone was like, don't fix it, you're gorgeous. By the way, that annoys me so much. Like, when I would talk it. about my ear and they'd be like, I don't even notice, don't do it. I'm like, shut up. No one asked yeah, you. Yeah. So I told her, you're gorgeous no matter what. If you want it done though, it would look great. Get it done. Yeah. Get it done. She got it done. 
She looks freaking great. So that's great. And that's <laughs> yeah. what we're here for, really. It's like you're not here to really change someone, just to make them just a tad bit more confident or look their, you know, their better self if they can. Right. But women who like fill their face to the brim and they look <laughs> scary. Yeah. Like yeah? yeah, yeah Can yeah. I tell you though? I'm like, if that woman goes out and feels hot, like by all means. God bless her. Do you, Bill? Yep. It's not yep. my face. I, I really it. don't care what you do with it. Yeah, no, yeah, very true. I, I completely agree with you. As long as I didn't do it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Just as don't long tell as our me names aren't on it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so do you have a book out too, right? Yeah, my my book came out. We, I didn't get to do a book tour. It came out during the pandemic. He didn't do a book tour either. Maybe you should do one together. <laughs> I know. What is, was yours during the pandemic? Uh, you know, it actually was a, a, a couple of months ago. I, We're doing a book tour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to do a book tour. We'll just go from, uh, you know, little kid school to little kid school. I'll be your I love that. Yeah. press secretary mm -hmm. or whatever it is. You'll be the opening act. I'll dance. I love it. Perfect. I love it. My beatbox. <laughs> Tell My us beatbox. about this book. Um, the book is, it's a book of stories. It's not a memoir. I didn't feel like at the age of, I guess I was 30 at the time, that I should have a memoir. <laughs> I still have a lot of life to live. So it's a book of stories, really prominent memories that I have that got me to where I am. And it's very, I'm open as it gets. Um, talking about stories, you know, how I was drinking when my dad died, things that I'm not proud of, but I wanted to be open and honest because behind the scenes was very different than what people were seeing sure. on Vanderpump Rules. I just really wanted to break it down to show people that you're not alone. And I know that that also sounds cheesy, but there's just so many memories I have that I wasn't proud of them, but I don't want people when they have a moment that they regret to let that define who they are. Did you have, is this something that you wrote as, as the years went on or you just kind of went back on memory? Because it kind of reminds me of Matthew McConaughey's Greenlight. Well, by the way, his book came out the same time as mine in the same category and I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Speak to the publicist I, I loved, on this. I loved listening yeah. to his book because um, it was. It was really nice because there were a lot of life lessons. Totally. And I think that's what it sounds like. Um, it sounds like you're just looking back and saying, here, these are the mistakes I made. These are the 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 great positive moments of my life, the negative moments of my life, you guys can listen to and take whatever you want from me. Yeah, and I wanted to open up the door. I don't know why I love doing this, but having uncomfortable conversations. It like, I don't know why it fuels me so much, right. but I just like breaking down the walls and getting, I want to get to the nitty gritty of why people feel a certain way and kind of humanize, humanize us all. Because you, it's so easy to watch a TV show or see someone's Instagram and everyone creates their own narrative. And I think so often we meet people that we don't connect with and we forget that there's a timeline and all of these experiences that they've been through to get them where they are today. So even if you don't get along, we have to at least respect each other's paths and, and journeys. From, yeah. Absolutely. Agreed. Any new uh, shows, projects, things like that that our listeners should be aware of? Movies? Well, I'm really funny about acting right now. Why? I don't know. I feel like I'm just not... I have, I have scripts come through and, and auditions, and I'm like, I'm just not in it right now. Hmm. For some reason, I want to move behind the camera, which I think at some point I'll be able to 
talk about something really cool that we're working on. Um, But what I'm really excited about is season 10 of Vanderpump Rules, which I officially know the air date, but I'm going to let Bravo do that so I don't get harassed on Of course, of course. But next year, season 10 will air. Amazing. Yeah. Are we on that? On season 10? I think I talk about you guys. (laughs) I definitely talk about you guys because they talk about my boobs a lot. Because they're out all season. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we where, love that. Where can our listeners find out more about you, Instagram, you know, website, whatever would be the best way for them to find out more information? You can listen to my podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, which is Give Them Lala. Um, my Instagram is Lala Kent. And then you can shop beauty at GiveThemLala.com. Skin is there too. And then I have a, a baby apparel line, which is uh, GiveThemLalaBaby.com. This too, oh, right? Amazing. Oh tools. yeah, this is my merch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot to add merch. I saw this. I'm like, this is just for you. No, or, yeah. this is my merch. This and the is, um, is kind of cool, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Can exactly. I tell you, I have incredible merch. The quality. I love it. Right, I love so the good. Puffy letters here. Yeah. I think it's very, very, very. This cool. is the newest merch. Very um, cool sweatshirt she's wearing. You can get that stuff on shoplalakent.com. Love it. Love it. This was All so you fun. really need to do is just look up Lala Kent, and there's going to be everything from shopping to books. To podcasts, to yes. Instagram, and Look then obviously up. the show. Uh, you're you're definitely busy. Uh, we we really appreciate you making the time to come out here and and, and you know hang out with us. And um, I hope that all of our listeners really uh, glean the real you today. Um, I know we have, and we're uh, we're definitely uh, we're happy to call you friends. So um, you know, for those of you listening, keep sending in your questions and your feedback. Thank you for taking out your time. Once again, this is Forever Young. I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payman Danielpour. Thank you, Lala, for coming on Thanks today. Thanks for having me. You I can the listen best time. to us anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Peace. From iHeartRadio, Forever Young is a Cavalry Audio Golden Hippo production. We are produced by Brandon Morgan. Josh Windish does our editing and mixing. Payment and I serve as executive producers along with Dana Brunetti and Keegan Rosenberger. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.